and we are back and we are the run duo i am tommy mitchell what's up y'all and i am india cook what's up india oh episode <laughs> 95 me and india was sitting here like what we about to be what? i know we're about to In hit 100 December. wow y'all tommy and i was sitting here counting okay when will episode 100 be okay we need to know that because that's a big deal 100 <laughs> episodes is a huge deal especially because we've been going at this since 2018 tommy Exactly. Established 2018. Exactly. 2018. Yes. Man, it's been a lot. A lot, uh, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot in the lot, last two weeks. A whole lot of a lot. <laughs> I mean, just marathons, world major marathons, races. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> India out there running the streets. India doing the virtual races, running the streets. People are like, what is that woman doing? But I in saw silence, her. right? Went, I did that in secret. She went <laughs> I, you, I think you had told me, but you didn't want to talk did. about it. I didn't want yeah. to talk about it. And because um, Heather was like, India ran the virtual marathon. I was like, you know what? I think she did say something to me about that, but she didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> and she and, and she was like, really? We could have gone out and supported. We could have we could have done, the, you know, she was saying, I was like, look, that's what she wanted to do. Let the girl do what she wanted to do. You know, Heather, Heather will take over your life if you let her. Well, listen, we can go ahead and chat about this since we brought it up. So, yes, I did do the virtual Boston. So the reason why I didn't like make a big stink of it is or like ask for people to come celebrate because I was still unsure. Like me and my coach had been talking about it. Of course, we ramped up my miles like last month. I did a little bit over ended up being like 80 miles or something like that. it was it was something crazy that I hadn't done in a long time so like we ramped up my miles safely and did all of that because knowing that I was going to be doing it however mm -hmm. we also planned I did not race Boston like I I covered the distance but I did not run it as if I was to do it in person mm -hmm. um just because I have goals for other races that are coming up and like Boston it was not a goal race for me um but it also as you all know, it's a once in a lifetime thing. We hope Boston will, I don't, I doubt that they will ever continue virtual. Like I doubt that they will do that. I don't know, yeah. who knows, but I felt like the whole opportunity was something that was kind of a once in a lifetime thing. And I decided to snag it. I'm not going to say I will never go to Boston, but you know, me qualifying will take a lot. Um, so the fact that I could do it and get that nice little medal, you know, I was like, let's do it. So it has been in the card. It's been something that me and my coach have talked about for a while. It was something that was on our plan, um, in regards to how many miles she was giving me in the workouts that I had been doing. Um, but I just, I was uncertain just because my long runs over the last month have not, were not as, were not on pace that I, like I wanted them to be. Mm -hmm. And so you know, I was really second guessing myself on if I should even do Boston because I knew my long runs, they just, when I got done with them, I just wasn't feeling the best, you know what I mean? Or while I was doing them. And sometimes when you're going, when you're doing a marathon buildup or a half marathon buildup, whatever you're doing, training runs aren't going to be the best. And sometimes race day is better than your training runs. Like you never know. Um, but for me, I was, I was second guessing if I should do it. So I didn't want to tell everybody, get them excited, have them to come figure out like planning a celebration or trying to cheer me on when I was unsure, like literally a couple of days before I was supposed to mm -hmm. do this. <laughs> so that's why I said that. And I didn't want to like put it all out in the atmosphere and then people get excited. And then I ended up backing out. So I just kind of kept it to myself, which it was tough. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Like it was the, obviously my time was a lot longer than my average marathon time. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was definitely tough. Like, I think we underestimate crowd support. Like, 
when I tell y'all, like crowd support really, really carries you, especially with the distance of a marathon. Um, so of course I did it on Silver Comet Trail. I went like a little low. I did 10.2 out and then mm -hmm. I did 10.2 back to my car. And then the last six, I kind of like ran back and forth closer to my car just because on Silver Comet Trail, when you get past 10, it gets a little sketch out there. And because yeah. I was by myself, I didn't want to be far away from one, a water stop or a bathroom or someone that could, somewhere that someone can actually get me if I needed to call for help or something like that. Like, um, so I ended up doing that. It was, it was tough. I want to say I passed this lady at like mile 18 and I was like in tears and she was like, are you okay? I was like, I'm doing a marathon and I'm tired. <laughs> She was like, get to mile 20. It'll be easy once you get to mile 20. I was like, but I'm at 18. Like, it was, yeah. So it was, it was very much of a journey, but it was one of those things where mental toughness definitely got me through. And I'm just really excited that I did it. Um, and very just proud of myself. Like, mm -hmm. well, I mean, you know, like you said, crowd support and other runners make a huge difference when you're running a, a, a marathon. I applaud you because I don't know if I could do a because I've done a virtual half and was like this is totally different yeah. than you know running an actual you know half I marathon at a race. <laughs> I was like, this is rough. Who came up with this concept? Don't do exactly. it. <laughs> <laughs> the dumbest concept ever. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, um, congratulations. Glad you Thank finished. You. You know, get get your Boston gear. You be like, yeah, I did. yes. So I already. Well, let me. I'm gonna say this just because it'll it'll come out sooner or later. But like, so we will get a medal. Of course, it's a different color than the in person. I mm -hmm. did purchase a jacket um, as mm -hmm. well, but I, I'm not gonna lie. I was hesitant on posting um, about doing Boston because there was so much negativity that came out when people when they announced mm -hmm. they were gonna do another year of Boston due to COVID, um, mm -hmm. virtual due to COVID, and like who qualifies, who doesn't, da, 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 da. But then like, after I slept on it, after finishing the marathon, I was like, you know, I'm going to post about this. Cause I think I didn't post until later in the evening, but I was like, I'm going to post about this. I traveled 26.2 miles and I did. So when my medal comes, I'm going to rock my medal proudly. And I'm going to rock my jacket proudly because I definitely did that. And I paid a good little coin to be able to do it. So. <laughs> Man, don't let nobody take your shine. I don't know why y'all don't be scared of these people. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So. Um, but yeah, that's that's great, you know, because I do remember you talking because I remember I was like, I know she said something to me. About I did. It. I mentioned it to you, but I was like, uh, I might do boss. And people have been asking me what you training for. And I was like, uh, the 10 miler <laughs> and Thanksgiving. Totally skip it over Boston. So people that I've said that to, I kind of was like lying because I didn't want them yeah. to hype around it. But yeah. yeah. So. You running Thanksgiving? Yeah. The the hat? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you running um this weekend, 10 miler? So I backed out of the 10 miler um, mm -hmm. just because me and my coach was like, uh, you really just did 26.2. It was probably smart just to do the 5K. Yeah. So yeah. I'm actually going to do the 5K just to save my body. And like, thank God, like I'm feeling good, guys. Like I had a blister or two on my foot and then my ankle feels a little weird, but I'm good. Like I'm walking around, I'm not limping. Like, like I, I'm excited that I feel as fresh as I do. Of course, I'm not doing any running this week, but mm -hmm. um, yeah, but we decided to go ahead and make my race this weekend a 5K instead of the 10 miler. Cool. Yes. Yeah. But I was, that was going to be my next race and then the half, but I decided, I was like, you know what? Let me just back it all down because girl, you just did 26.2. Well, it's just been marathon fever. I mean, of course, we, we um, just finished off the race. Um, right. that, that passed. If y'all didn't get a chance, we did a little live podcast 
um, at the expo, but um, I didn't end up running the actual any of the races I, because I had some other stuff going on, but India ran the 5K. How was the atmosphere mm -hmm. out there on race day? It was good. Um, mm -hmm. I appreciate it. Of course, with the race, they have like different drum lines and different groups of cheering out there. So I definitely appreciate that. I thought that it was really good. Like it was the whole dancing atmosphere afterwards. Like uh, it was, I, I appreciate it. It was a good time. And there were so many people that came in from out of town, like mm -hmm. New York, Jersey, DC, Baltimore showed up. You all know that Baltimore showed up good. Like there was just so many people that came from out of town and they was like, yeah, you don't get this type of atmosphere at your, at a regular race. And I'm like, no, this is the only type, this is the only race that you get this type of atmosphere, like the dancing and the excitement the pre the post race is the excitement that I'm talking about um, that you get. And of course, on the course as well. So it was exactly. And then, of course, um, that day after the race, um, something that Tess does uh, with the race is the service day. Um, I did uh, the uh, it was I forgot the name of the, the charity. I'm sorry, but they do uh, community fridges so I went around I donated to a couple of different fridges cleaned them up took out some of the expired food but it was really cool because um when I went because they have them throughout Atlanta so I went to the one that was closest to my house and then I went to the one that was farthest into town so I just kind of you know bookended um but the one that was closest to me when I pulled up you know to put my donation in and go through it there was a young lady there and actually I thought she was you know part of the race and she was like, no, I'm just here. Um, I, you know, I help, I use the fridge. So when I, on a lot of days, I'll come out and help clean up. So she was actually there doing what I was going to do. But yeah, she was, and then another person came up and donated while I was there. Um, but she talked about how much it was needed. You know, um, this helps her, you know, kind of, I mean, of course, it's not all her groceries, but it helps, you know, uh, with her groceries so that she can pay other bills, such as her power bill and things like that. Okay. And then when I came into the one that was further into town, um, I mean, there was literally people there when I got there um, using Wait, the fridge. Oh. Yeah, well, they, they, you know, they were, you know, one, it was a couple, they were in a car and they had gone through and gotten their stuff. And then when I pulled up and I was putting my food in, there were some things, they were like, oh, can we have some of those bananas? I was like, yeah, this is for y'all. So, you know, they took some of the bananas and another man walked up. Then there was actually a young lady there that was volunteering. She was helping to paint the fridges um, for them to, I guess, put out in different locations, mm -hmm. but everywhere, you know, both locations, it really, you know, both times the people really talked about how needed this was, mm -hmm. um, in the community, um, because, you know, food pantries aren't everywhere where they can get to. One guy was on foot. He's like, I can't get to a food pantry. Yeah. So he really enjoyed, um, the, 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 um, the, the, okay. they call them solidary fridges, but they're community, you know, community fridges that these people use. So it was really cool. It was really um, refreshing. And I'm going to continue to donate to them because I want to go and check out some of the other locations as well and, you know, donate to those as also. Yeah, I think that that's something that's amazing about the race is that not only it is a full race weekend, like you mm -hmm. can do from Thursday to Sunday, there is something to do with the race and it makes the race very unique. Um, and on Sunday is the community impact day. You did that. I went to an organization myself and Braxton went to an organization called I Will Survive, um, which helps with breast cancer awareness as well as outreach and communication. And the thing that's different about I Will Survive is they actually help individuals that are 
that may have breast cancer or have been affected by by breast cancer, like someone in their family may have breast cancer and it may mm -hmm. have affected them in some way, but it helps to provide the resources to continue to live. And something that stuck out to me that the young lady that talk, gave us our presentation, she basically was saying how a lot of times when you work with breast cancer uh, organizations or awareness or outreach, they're helping for research. So all of your information and all of your time and effort and money goes to research. Whereas for them, their organization actually goes to resources. So, you know, a lot of times people that have breast cancer, they have like high, high bills and like their, their expenses and medical bills may be high or may not be able to work for a little while because, you know, chemo may be a lot, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But this, their funds actually help to like keep keep the lights on, help with mortgage, like do those yeah. type things. So I felt like that was really good. So we actually packed packages um, for like survival practice, packages, not survival practices, but like just self-care packages for them um, mm -hmm. so that they can have something to kind of treat themselves throughout the time. So that was a good time and very good to learn about organizations. And it was a lot of people that came to our, our spot. So it was really good to kind of see what that looked like and participate. So. Yeah. And uh, just so I don't forget, it's free 99 fridge is the name of the organization that had the solidarity fridges. If anybody else wants to donate because they they have different locations throughout Atlanta and I would definitely recommend it. You know, it's about, you know, one thing in my family was a huge thing was you, you're not going to be hungry. My dad made a huge deal about always, you know, make sure you got your lunch money, blah, 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 because you can't do anything when you're hungry. So I'm a right. big, big proponent of ways to feed people who don't have the means to get it themselves. Definitely. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, so we did a good deed after, after having a big weekend, which is always refreshing. And it kind of, mm -hmm. I think stuff like that, honestly, Tommy makes you, it, well, I'll speak for myself. It makes me not forget to stay humble. Um, you know, I think we underestimate being able to have a roof over our head, food when we want it. If we don't want the food that's in the refrigerator, we can go get something else. And sometimes when you do these type of outreach and community services, it helps you to, to remember how blessed you are. So, yeah, definitely. Blessed, blessed, blessed. Especially when I'm tired of my job. I'm like, man, I'm right. tired of this job. <laughs> Then I go, you know what? It be, the other it'd, be, day. it'd be real different if I didn't have one though. <laughs> I was matter of fact, that was earlier today. I was talking to my mom and she said, What you doing? I was like, I'm here working. I, you know, I'm tired. I don't want to be well, at least you got a job. She was quick. She was like, At least you got a job. I was like, You're right. I'm gonna be quiet yes. right now. <laughs> e exactly. I used to I used to have a friend, she used to complain about taxes all the time. I'm like, dude, at least you got something to tax. Right. <laughs> Stop tripping. Because <laughs> God That's will so gotta show you quick. He so will. He so <laughs> oh will. man. But moving on, we got so much marathon. London. We got Chicago. We got Boston. Boston. I mean, it's just so yeah. much. Go I mean, it's it's like old times, like old home week with all these marathons going on. And it's not just the marathons, it's people out there running and being able to. Your you see Coco? She's standing yeah. at the door like, can I come in? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like, oh, I mean, it's, it, it's, you know, you know, Heather's like, I got to get all my people I'm following, you yes. know, in the race. I mean, it's like old times again, like, mm -hmm. you know, how world majors used to be. Right. All the tracking and everything that needs to be done. Like that was, this weekend was literally bananas. I was like, okay. Cal uh, California, Lord, Chicago, all my trackers. I had like pages of people that I was tracking. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, 
done with that. Now I got to get my people for Boston. Like it was, it was definitely very interesting. Something that I loved about Boston this year though, because now I'm working from home, I was able to sit in my living room, have my work laptop in my lap, do my work, watch Boston and no issues. Whereas other years I'm like sneaking, trying to watch it on my phone. Like, cause you sitting at the office <laughs> struggles. <laughs> yes, indeedy. Heather was watching. I forgot. I you know, it's work. Monday right. morning. I'm trying to, you know, get get a get a jump start on my day, and I forgot, but I did turn it on, and you know, I watched uh, some of the elites um, in Boston. But it looked like a beautiful day, but it looked warm. Oh, it was very warm. Yeah, it, it looked like a warm, warm I think day. It started started uh, start the start of the race started at seventy three um, mm. for Boston, so that is very warm. Well, yeah. that's very warm on a regular day, no matter where you put the race. Like that's warm yeah. for a start, knowing that your body heats up. So. Yeah. Um, so Boston was an interesting race since we were just talking about Boston. Boston was a very interesting race. Um, so the beginning of the race, I've never run Boston, but the beginning of the race is a little bit of a, it's not a little bit. It's a lot of downhill, the beginning of the race. And mm -hmm. it's like not, it's, it's a noticeably steep downhill. So mm -hmm. CJ Albertson, Tommy, I know you didn't watch it. He goes out in front of the pack out the gate out the gate like he was literally between a minute and two minutes in front of the pack all the way up to mile 20 wow mile 20 and then of course you know they ate him up and it was just yeah. so funny like the commentary so see it was cj's birthday he had never <laughs> run boston he's, he's done marathons but he had never run boston um he was he was actually seventh at the u.s trial so he has like he yeah he, I mean, he got a resume, but yeah. at the same time, he had never run Boston. Like, the, you know, Kara Goucher and the, and the other announcer was just kind of like, we applaud you. Like, especially for holding it for 20 miles. Like, that's my thing. Like, I expected them to eat him up quicker than 20 miles. Mm -hmm. And when I say eat him up, y'all, I'm not picking on a man, but we all know that like in a marathon, you have to pace yourself because the miles will get to you. And more specifically, the Boston Marathon is a hillier course. And so, yes, you can attack these downhills, but you're shredding your quads for one. And for two, you need to save some gas in a tank. And a lot of these elite runners, they well he's elite as well but like all of the the runners that are maybe more experienced than him they know how to have a kick the second half of the race versus mm -hmm. the first um but it was very interesting nobody went out with him like the whole crew was like we good back here like you you go do your thing we're gonna stay back here but literally on the downhills Tommy he looked like he was like flailing like his arms were like and he was doing like 432 like he was dropping like 430 miles 441 at one point so he was flying and I know that during down those downhills his quads had to be hurting like I just know he was but it was very interesting but he was smiling at the crowd he was waving like we was like, like, he, like he had a good having, birthday he had a very good birthday but he ended up coming up with a personal best and he ended up coming in 10th in the in the race overall and they didn't get him until mile 20 which was very interesting but the fact that he held it for 20 miles I think was awesome but of course of course mile 16 mile 17 is when he started to slow the pace I think he dropped to like a 540 or something at that point but yeah and then of course they caught up with him but it was very interesting to see because they were like look at this guy he just <laughs> he just out here and when they did a post-race interview with him he was just like I mean I expected them to get me sooner than that but I was feeling good I know I'm good on downhill so I just decided to take them and see where it takes me see what ha exactly see what happened that's your strength 
Let me see. Let me see. Let me see what's going to happen. If he ran a personal best, then I'm thinking he did his thing. Yeah. If you run a, yeah, if you ended up running a personal best, regardless of, you know, if you got caught or not caught, you did your thing because you, you're running the best that you've ever run in your life. So Right. But I mean, the thing about two with, with Boston was like the, the bit, the, there was a pretty big pack until mile 20. So it was probably like 15, maybe 20 guys mm-hmm. for the beginning of the pack. Like I meant all the way to mile eight, eight, excuse me, mile 20. And usually by mile 20, you kind of dwindle down to like five or six. That last 10K. Yeah, yeah. The last yeah. 10K is usually like your leave. Like, you know, that it's going to be one, two, three within that. Somebody's mm-hmm. going to fall off, but it was a pretty big bunch um, so I, I felt like that was really good to see um, on the, on the men's side. So congratulations to everyone there. I know that everyone was rooting for um, was rooting for Rupp within um, well for Chicago. Yeah, for Chicago, but they're rooting him for Chicago. But for Boston, I mean, it was a lot going on in that field as well. So you know, of course, Benson Kip Kip roots. Kip Ruto was the one that won. Uh, he took out mm-hmm. the lead and held it from Kenya. So he, I think he won a pretty good, a pretty good race. His last mile was a four twenty five. So at the end of the day, it was just really good to see it. So well, I mean, of course, with all these world majors so close together, you're get you're you're breaking down that elite field. Mm-hmm. So you know you're not having like one person being able to go from race to race and you know win. So I kind of like that because it meant some people who maybe never podium before. Mm-hmm got a chance at it because you know Kipchoge wasn't showing up because he had other things to do so yeah um that was a good thing about having all these marathons close together um I think Chicago was a good race I think it was warm that day in Chicago as well um I I don't look at the temperature I just look at the people I look at the spectators if a spectator has shorts on it's hot it's too hot to be running marathons so it was definitely warm in chicago Mm -hmm. i think boston was raining a little bit um but it wasn't like downpour like was it 2018 Mm -hmm. when that was like horrible it was raining a little bit but it was warm as well so i think Mm -hmm. both places were definitely warmer than usual like everyone had there was no like long sleeves or sleeves going on which yeah it's typical but then you have to think about it too most people that run the Boston, they're used to it probably being cold because it's usually in the spring and not in the fall. So true. That's true. But yeah, I I think uh, you know, these world majors. Oh, and your girl, Shalane Flanagan. Mm -hmm. She she's she's still on track. She's still on track to do her sub threes each race. And the crazy part about it is that she did better in Boston than she did in Chicago. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That is crazy. But I mean, she has our whole team. I think we have to remember that she has a whole team that's keeping her on track with massages and all this other stuff that she's getting at the end. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to her. I think that that's, it's just amazing that she's doing it. Yeah. Uh, too bad about Tokyo, but we'll see what happens in New York. You know, she yeah. finish it out. So um, she's going to do Tokyo virtually from what I yeah. understand. So she's yeah. still going to get it done. I don't want to forget to mention Marcel, Marcel Hug. He wins. He's a, he is the wheelchair uh, marathoner in the wheelchair. And he will, he actually won. Uh, 118.11 um, was his time, but he was trying to beat the course record of 118.04. This man took the wrong last turn. Like he, I think he, in so many words, I feel like he was zoned out. Like he was zoned out and wasn't paying attention to the turn that he was supposed to make. And because he missed that turn, he missed out on the course record, which in result made him miss out on $50,000. Yeah. 
Wow. Goes, so, oh, wow. And that's you a lot know, of money to be missing out for yeah. a long term. I know he was mad at himself, but hey, you still won. <laughs> and the in the wheelchair um competitors, they actually have been doing all of them. They're not missing mm-hmm. any, of course, except right. for Tokyo, but they're yeah. not missing any. They're just, you know, you know, they packed their stuff up, flew from Chicago to like, you know, they're probably on the same flight with Shalane Flanagan. Yeah, um, from Chicago exactly to was, yeah, Boston. Because mm-hmm. Tatiana McFadden, she did Chicago, she won. And then she, but then she came in second for Boston, which I, she was just kind of like, I mean, I just raced yesterday. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, hey, but everybody, no you still everybody, yeah. everybody said they were, you know, so it, it was interesting because I was like, yeah, I know, you know, they always do all of the world majors, regardless of when it is there, the, the wheelchair um, competitors usually do all of the world majors because I guess their recovery time is, is shorter than uh, I guess running it. But mm-hmm. I can't imagine pushing a wheelchair 26.2 and then the next day doing it again. Yeah. It just sounds hard, you know. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, but, their you recovery know. is definitely different. So, mm-hmm. but they're definitely good to, good to look at. So, I mean, congratulations to, again, like I said, Boston was definitely something interesting. I was going to mention too, um, Scott Fable, Um, they did a little clip on him for Boston and they were talking about how he had to take some time off um, from his last world major and not having the the execution that he thought that he should have had. Um, They called it race trauma, which I thought was interesting. Um, And just talking about how you go so hard to train for these races and then on race day, you're not able to perform the way that you feel like you should have from the training that you had and like how it really beats up on you mentally. And sometimes you just have to take a break. And I just thought that that was great that he acknowledged that. And of course, I I feel like he still did not perform how he wanted to um, at this, the race this past week. But I think it's great for people to be able to acknowledge that and understand that that really is a thing. You know, you train so hard for months and sometimes years for one particular race. And if you just don't perform the way that you want to, it's hard. Oh yeah. I mean, I think, I think, you know, amateurs go through that all the time mm-hmm. with, uh, especially with a marathon because of the, the length of time that you're training and then to get out there and it's, and I think, I think that's why sometimes you have to kind of set your mindset on how you feel like there are some races that I, I had I used to race and there's some races I just run mm-hmm. and you know mm-hmm. and it kind of you know you takes the pressure off of me and I'm just like I'm just gonna enjoy it so yeah, yeah but yeah I I felt that because I know the first when I read my only time I ran Chicago I definitely did not run as well as I thought I would mm-hmm. um but you know it was a bonus because you know I had another race coming up shortly after so it kind of you know shook it off but uh, I definitely felt like that, like, dang, I worked all this, you know, 18 weeks and this bull, I'm yeah. tired. My legs hurt. <laughs> all of that. Who gave, who all gave of me that. this the training people program? Don't talk about the struggle of training for four months. Like, <laughs> exactly. four months. like it, it definitely, it definitely is a lot. Yeah. It is. But also on the flip side of that, I mean, I've trained for marathons, gone, run, done, whatever I've done. And then when it's over, kind of go through that, the same kind of depression you go through after Christmas is over. You've been looking forward to this, looking forward to this, looking forward to this, bam, and it's over. What do I do now? now? What? Mm-hmm. I guess I run another marathon. Yeah, I, exactly. And that's what happens when you sign, they sign, you sign up for another marathon. The day that you finish your marathon, you're like, I'm not doing this ever again. And then you sign up for another one the next day because you realize that you're not actively 
like doing something and you're like, I yeah. need to. <laughs> but I will say with all the posts of, you know, cause you're starting to see the people get they, they six stars again, yeah. you know, in posting, it does, it gets those juices flowing. Like, you know what? I need to, I need to get it together. I need to start signing up, you know, I, yeah. and you know, um, because, and I don't know how much it costs to do, um, charity for Boston or any of these other races. Um, I want to say Boston, it's, it's, isn't it over like five grand mm -hmm. somewhere around there? I was watching this young lady. She ran London. Mm -hmm. um, she did charity uh, to get in and hers was like three grand, but you know, she's from England. So okay. hers is a little different. I was like, dang, how you get in for three grand like that? Yeah. Yeah. But isn't it crazy? Like, I know that it's for charity, but it's still the fact that you have to pay that for this experience. Like, it's just you know, and of course, we're not taking away from the fact that you're, you're, you're raising mm -hmm. money for a charity. Like, of course, you all know that we're not saying that, but like the experience of being able to, you know, run the streets of London or Boston or Berlin, like it just really looks different. So. That's that, that's that draw. That's that. Yeah. That, I, and honestly, before I ran Chicago, I didn't know any, I, dude, I, I think I've told you people were clowning me about, cause I didn't have on the, the super fly kit to run Chicago. Like you're in a world major. I'm in a what? Right. <laughs> you know, you like, know. What are you, you know, I yeah. had no idea that it was a world major until I started seeing, like, even at the start line, I remember there was this big group of um, people that were from Japan and they all like had a list on their back of which ones they okay. had complete. Yeah, they mm -hmm. had complete. I was like, oh, Okay. Yeah. It's a now big thing. Yeah. And I think that that's what the hype is right now. I've gotten probably at least four or five DMs over the last couple of days about should people marathon, trying to get tips on like getting ready for a marathon. And I like, my thing is, if you want to do it, do it, but don't allow this weekend to be a pressure for you to do it or make it, make you feel like this weekend is if you don't become a marathoner, you're any less of a runner. I think that's my thing. Like, I feel like there's some people that are getting peer pressured into running a marathon, which I was peer pressured into running a marathon. But, you know, at the same time, I feel like, like, don't just go sign up for it just because you see the hype of the weekend. Like, there's so much that comes into that one day The no one talks much about the three, four months of training, what that looks like, running a, running a random eight or 10 miler on a Wednesday, and then also running a long run on a Saturday. Like no one gets into the nitty gritty of those things. Not no one, but like it's limited. There's limited social media about the stress of marathon training. <laughs> but there's glitz and glam about the day of. So, you know. Yes, it's a lot, a lot of work. They need to go pick up um, the book on marathoning by, by our boy. Yes, uh, Mr. Huff. <laughs> Mr. Huff, Matthew Huff, go pick up yes. his marathon book um, and read that. Um, yeah. We're joking, but he's a gentleman that we interviewed a while back but named Matthew Huff. He wrote a book about marathoning that was pretty much dead on um, mm -hmm. from, what, from what I read. But, um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I agree with, you know, hey, if I'm not a marathon, I'm not a runner. I, you know, that's baloney. Don't let yes, anybody tell you that. Mm -hmm. There's nothing. You don't have to have a Garmin watch. You don't have to run um in uh the the nike you know stack shoes to be a runner you're a runner if you run but i disagree with go ahead sign up go ahead <laughs> you, you don't look over the cliff before you jump off of it you don't look you jump because if you look you were never gonna jump 
If you think about it too much, you're never going to do it. Yes. So just sign up. It doesn't have to be a world major. Local marathon, sign, you know, look, you need 18 weeks. Look, 18, don't, don't sign up in four, for, for one for four weeks. You need 18 weeks, but just sign up and start y'all, y'all can, running. Yes. I mean, listen to, 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 uh, to Tommy, because I definitely, when I did my first marathon, it was one of those things. Okay. I'm gonna put my name in a lottery. If I get in, then I just got to do it. And <laughs> listen, balls to the wall. Like you got to do it. But if, I don't get in. I just don't get in. Like it literally was that. But I think that there is, I personally think that there's a level of preparation that should be had prior to doing a marathon. Like I, I personally feel like there should be You're a not couch to, build. Not couch You're to not 26.2. Just couch to marathon, marathon <laughs> because I, I mean, I honestly feel like couch to marathon, it can make you hate running. Like literally it can yeah. make you hate running. And if you have a bad or a not so great marathon experience for your purse, it can literally make you not want to run again. And so I just think that, you know, be cautious with it, but you know, we'll take y'all marathoners. If y'all want to come on, come join And I mean, I agree with you on the couch. I mean, I just feel like anybody listening to our podcast, I mean, I understand we can be entertaining, but if you don't run, I doubt you tuning in uh, to to (laughs) listen to us. You, you run in some form or fashion. Um, So uh, you're not just jumping off the couch, but um, I, I will say you are correct. Being unprepared will make you not want to run anymore. I, I really think, and this is nothing, you know, team takedown. We, they took down um, the local race here, Publix. Nothing against Heather King. She did, the, did her thing. She got everybody signed up. But I do believe there are a lot of people that signed up that now can't stand running because of that. And, you know, and Publix is, you know, it was for team takedown Publix. It's a local uh, marathon here in Atlanta. It's not an easy course. It's it's hilly. It's Atlanta. It is what it is. And I do believe we lost some some run some run family <laughs> um, out of that one. But I I still say you know sign up. Yeah, Go ahead, I mean, I, put your name yeah, in. Sign up. And I definitely think that there are some marathons Paul, that hey, are sign good. up. Hit up India. Get your training plan. <laughs> yes, get your training plan. Yeah, up, there India. are some marathons that are tell, good for first timers. <laughs> tell tell India, hey, I signed up. I'm in. Um, what what's next? And she yes. will hook you up. Yes, and don't give me no. I got a. I signed up for the marathon. That's ten weeks. I'm gonna tell you, I can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you need to sell that ticket. No, no, no. You need to you need to figure that out. You need to de- go ahead and defer before training even starts. I am not in the business of injuring athletes to get to this goal or to say that you are in a particular place. Like that's not well, and that's how I sign up for races. I I say I usually go and say, okay, what weekend is 10 weeks out? And then I look at that weekend and see what but races are out there. And if it's something good, then I might go ahead and you know try to train for it. But I want to actually get back next year. I want to get back to actually racing. Like I, lately, I just run races. I'm not. I haven't been racing anything. Right. But I do want to get back to actual racing. Um, you know, uh, Trey's a little older. Heather's yeah. back in shape, so she yeah. allowed me to do my thing now. <laughs> Heather back to her original uh, race race uh, health. So she's good. Yeah. Now it's my turn to get, try to get myself back together. 
Yeah. And that is different too, is understanding that there's different, there's a difference between just running a race and racing a race. And mm-hmm. sometimes I think when we're looking at people on social media, we think, oh, they're running all these races or they're racing all these races. Like they're not racing them. Some of them, some people are just completing them to finish. And some mm-hmm. people are just all out racing them and trying to have a goal race. So there's different levels and things. And when you work with cultures, you will, you will learn kind of what that looks like and what's a goal race and what's not. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yes, I yes, forgot yes. about Thanksgiving. They used to, that was my that's Thanksgiving half marathon here in Atlanta is like my favorite half marathon. I, I PR'd at that one, but that's not why. I think it's a great race to PR. People say, it's Atlanta. What are you talking about? Because it's got a lot of downhill in it. It's right. got a whole lot of downhill in it. Um, and I think if you're in shape, you can you can do work at that half marathon. Mm. Thanks for exciting me because I'm doing the half. So thank you for... Um, it is. I, I mean, I think it's, yeah, the, it's just, you got to be ready for the last two to three miles. Cause they kind of keep it leveling you. They'll level, 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 hill, level, 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 hill, level, level, yeah. hill, but then turn you around and bring you back downhill, heading back to, uh, to the original Turner field. Yeah. So, so like for me, I haven't run Thanksgiving half since 2017, I believe. So it's been a little mm-hmm. while. So I don't remember the course. I know that the years that I ran it, it was cold as I don't know what outside. And but that's also a great thing. Hills. Yeah. That's another great thing that is it's cooler. Yeah. Um, so even though even even though I'm still running in, you know, shorts and I think I ran shorts in, in a, a long sleeve shirt. I don't remember. Or but sleeves or something. yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's cooler. So that's great for that distance. Yeah, for sure. Yes, yes, yes. Well, Tommy, I don't want to, you know, continue without saying congratulations to two of the people. Congratulations to the, all the women that were on it, but National Black Distance Hall of Fame. These individuals were in, um, inducted into that. They're African-American, the Trailblazers. Let me get the, let me get the name right. Breaking three hours, trailblazing African-American women marathoners. So there's going to be a documentary for them. A trailer has been put out. Um, Shawana White and Sika Henry, we had them on the show. Sika was on episode 25 and Shawana White was on episode seven. Um, We have interviewed them here, but they are going to be a part of that documentary. I'm really excited to see like the full version of it. But congratulations, ladies. Congratulations to all of you and everyone that is involved in it, you know, to see Um, anybody break three is amazing. Three hours in a marathon is amazing, but it's even more special when it is (laughs) some beauties of color um, that are breaking three hours. And it's not just doing it one at a time. It's like, you know, these ladies are crushing it for, you know, several times and just doing great things on the pavement. Well, I want to talk about, because I did see that. um, Mm -hmm. And of course, um, Sika Henry, she is the first African-American woman to become a professional triathlete. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, of course, Shawana just been doing stuff, uh, <laughs> for years, right? <laughs> breaking three. So I, I ain't yeah. got time to go over 16. her accolades. Yeah. Yeah. She has 16 marathons that were sub three hours, but I wanted to talk cause there was a young lady on there and are you looking at it right now? Um, it was a young lady on there and I'm trying to pull it up really quickly, uh, that she ran, she was the first woman I want to say mm-hmm. to run um under three hours and she did it yes here we go uh marilyn bivens first Mm -hmm. to break three hours at the 1975 boston marathon Mm -hmm. her personal best is 249.56 1975 right we talk about you know how now we still talk about well you know i was at this race and it was like me Mm -hmm. and you know and nobody else of my ilk 
in the in the in the shoot. Can you imagine what it was like in 1975? She was probably literally the only person. Like we we joke woman. about it now, but she was probably yeah. literally the only person and woman. And a Not woman. Ju- we don't joke about it, but like we talk about it now, but like imagine in 1970 what it looked like. Exactly. That's the kind of stuff I look at and I go, that just is just incredible. Um, you know, and then there's another young lady they have that's being inducted, Ella Glaze, won a marathon a few months after high school at 17 years old. 17 years old, y'all. Personal best, 238.22. Gone, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, you know, I look at these and it's just amazing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, the people... That and then Ingrid Walters, the oldest to break three hours for the first time at 43 years old and a breast cancer survivor. Yes, just amazing. Yes. These that those women, you know, that you know, they're put that they're inducting into this documentary are the reason why I started doing podcasts mm-hmm. in the first place because mm-hmm, mm-hmm, those mm-hmm. stories don't get told. Mm-hmm. How, you know, how many people are talking to these young ladies about you know their experiences and you know running, you know long before you know any of us even thought about running definitely and i mean speaking yeah. of that we have a couple of them that we definitely need to get on the show to hear more about it like i'm yeah. definitely excited to to hear about it i mean we've definitely talked to Sika, Sika and um shawana um but even that even those two ladies like we talked about what their current was we talked a little bit about their history but to be able to do that and be you know recognized it's i'm glad that the recognition is being had yeah exactly but yeah, I just, it's always, you know, cause now it's a little bit easier to see people of your color do different things because of social media and things mm-hmm. like that. But when I think about 1975, she probably couldn't see anybody else doing what she was doing. Mm-mm. So I would just love to get her story just kind of, and I'm sure the documentary will talk about it. So I can't wait to see it. Yeah, I can't wait to see either. I am on board with you. Yeah. I mean, I just think that, you know, not only that, but even just, American women in general, like things are really changing for the in the in the the spotlight of American women um, in this the area of marathoning. Um, even just with the with the majors this weekend, like yeah, you know the way that you know uh, Nell Rojas, she got first at um, in Boston. She was the first African American female. She came in sixth place, but like she too, like there's a lot of American women that are like busting the marathon wide open. And I just think I'm excited about it. And Emily Bates, like in Chicago, 229, like it's just, it's just great to see it. It's just great to see it. And I just really appreciate the people that are, that are putting these people in areas to where they can be seen, appreciated for the work that they have put in and the amazingness that they have. True, true that. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm ready. I'm 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 psyched up again. This this past week, I was like, "Dang, look at all this! Look at all this!" I know it makes you so excited. Yeah. It's like, yes, let's get to it. It's back to like the real life. Braxton was like, "What are you doing? I got another race tomorrow to watch." He was like, "Another one?" He was like, "Wait, Boston to Chicago?" Like he was really trying to figure out. He was like, "Wait, that was yesterday. <laughs> then what happened on a Monday?" Like he was, yeah, he gonna have. But before it's all over, he gonna have it all together. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, I'm I'm excited about what's coming. You know, we got New York coming um in November. Yeah. I know quite a few people that you know got into New York. So, you know, maybe I start throwing my, my name back in the hat, to see if I can get in some of these world majors. I'm like, I wanna go back to Chicago. I ain't gonna lie. Really? Not just Chicago was awesome. I just like the city. The city was fun. You know what I'm saying? So we'll yeah. see. 
We'll see. I really like Chicago. I I, I do not love the dis- the marathon distance, but if I can do a world major, then um, I'll do it. But other than that, whew, 26.2 ain't no, oh, like you got to really. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I'm in that, I ain't done it in a minute kind of thing. I, you know, I don't yeah. have that fresh feeling of running that 26.2. Mm-hmm. You know, so we, you know, we'll we'll see what see what okay, happens. Put but. your name in the hat for next. Yeah, year. I don't throw it in there. Don't worry about it. I ain't got no problem throwing it in. There. I don't know. Maybe maybe now. because you know Heather has family in Baltimore. If they bring back the uh, the run festival in Baltimore, I might do that. Yeah, that'd be, that would be good. Know. But you know, you have you know you your partner is not a runner, so you don't have to fight people over what who gonna run what. Like I want to run it, but I want to run it, of course. <laughs> I defer to Heather. She had a child. She she went nine months. Okay. So I gotta get. Y'all better you wanna, find. Okay, if you want to run it, go and run it today, and and y'all both run it yeah. together. Better that's work that easy. thing on out. This, yeah, that's easier <laughs> said than done. <laughs> it ain't easy to leave your child with people. I'm Trust sure. me. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. So yes. But. Well, we have a lot of great things that are definitely coming up, and of course, with us getting to. Coming up on our hundred, we gotta figure out what we're gonna do, Tommy. Coming up on hundred on hundred episodes. Yeah, we need to celebrate or something. We do. Yeah, we need to figure that out. We need to do like a, a live something or like a meet and greet or something. Well, you know, yeah, we yeah, we we might need to do something like that. But we maybe we need to coincide. We might need to get with Tess. Yeah. See if we can coincide something with something that she's doing, and you know, work it out that way. Maybe. We will. And if any of our listeners, let us know. Y'all want us to do something special for our 100th episode. Hit us a message. Send us a message in the DMs. And uh, maybe we can see if we can get popping. Exactly. Exactly. So, India, if they want to get in touch with you to say, hey, I done signed up. I got a marathon in five weeks. How would they get in touch with you? First of all, don't use this if you are <laughs> have a marathon in five weeks and need help. But if you have a marathon next year in 2022, that is after, let's see, January, February, March, March, and you have at least run a base of three miles, <laughs> hit me up. Um, at um, You can hit me up at contact at milesfromindia.com or um, my excuse me, my website is milesfromindia.com or contact at milesfromindia is my email. Um, you can also hit me up on my Instagram at I underscore of underscore indigo underscore run. So I have indigo runs. You can also hit me up there. All right. You can hit me up at Thomas W. Mitchell, the number two at gmail.com for my email or teammate 68 on Instagram. But hey, another great episode. We will see yes. y'all in two weeks. Yes. Peace. <laughs>